Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the His Call Technology Podcast. This is Chuck, and let me go right ahead and warn you my parental advisory, if you will, we're going to get extreme on this podcast. Like his call, Extreme Networks was founded in 1996 and for over 20 years has delivered customer-driven enterprise networking solutions. Extreme Networks is in the coveted leader quadrant of Gartner's Magic Quadrant for wired and wireless LAN infrastructure. And today I'm honored to have sitting around the table four guys from Extreme Networks. They've been in Dixon today talking to our sales team getting them excited about the product and and looking for new opportunities and and doing a little training. So we're excited to have them. And I took advantage of this opportunity to bring them in and and share some of this information with you. In the office here with me is Michael Elefante, Matt McNeil, Jay Power, and Dave McLean. Guys, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for driving in, for joining us. And uh, so I know Matt came from Virginia. Correct, Richmond. Richmond. Is that the farthest uh, you guys came? I'm from Indianapolis. You're from Indianapolis. Yes. I right. think he's got me, Richmond Wentz. Right. Good cold day to be here in Tennessee. Yeah, a little, little warmer here will take it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for supporting um, his call. Uh, we're glad to have you as a partner. We, we've been an Extreme Networks partner. I've been here soon be nine years, and we've been an Extreme Networks partner at least since I've been here. And I actually had an opportunity to go to a uh, sales meeting out in California. We received an award. Uh, we were recognized back, gosh, that was uh, about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been here very long. Here we are. We're recording today, and it's Super Bowl week. Big week. It is a, it is a huge week. <laughs> and uh, so who are you rooting for this weekend? <laughs> we just got right. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that depends. Yeah. <laughs> This is Matt. I think I'm I mean, personally, you know, I grew up an AFC fan, you know, so obviously we've got a large presence in the Northeast. So, mm-hmm. not that I say I'm, I'm a Patriot fan, but I, you know, I tend to follow more of the AFC in my life, livelihood through the years. So, you know, we look looking forward to a good game. You right. Know, like most people, it's about the commercials, competitive game. Hopefully, it doesn't look like we'll have the ice storm again in Atlanta like we mm-hmm. had several years ago. It kind of really changed some of the interface of getting to the event. I don't really have a horse in the game, I'll call it, but right. you know, I'm looking for a good competitive game. Extreme Networks is the official Wi-Fi solutions provider of the National Football League, and uh, I know you have done some marketing around the AFC champion, uh, New England Patriots. There's some uh, mm-hmm. information about what the NFL does uh, out on your website. Why did the NFL choose Extreme Networks mm-hmm. as their Wi-Fi solutions provider? Yeah, it's actually and it, the Wi-Fi and the analytics of the NFL, and what's What's different about that is obviously it's a very high density environment, and they're very unique environments. And doing those well uh, for that type of infrastructure takes a bit of a skill set and a bit of a learning curve as well. And I think from the Wi-Fi perspective, we've been able to really um, design something that really fits and works. I'm excited just to see kind of the things that work. I mean, if you look at the what we've done in the NFL and the Super Bowls for the previous ones, you've seen the data rates skyrocket on the Wi-Fi. Because people are taking advantage, just like we see in our homes and everywhere else. Once they get it, 
man, they, they grab onto it. And if they grab onto it, it's got to work. Sure. So that's part of the reason we're the Wi-Fi providers because we know how to make Wi-Fi work in these, in these installations. We know how to make it work in high-density situations. The other piece is the analytics. The NFL loves knowing about what's happening on the network and making sure that it works for our, their users and their customers, right? They mm -hmm. want them to have an experience. Extreme is all about user experience. And so for the NFL, they really they, – we, we partner with them on that to make sure their user experience is great for the people who are in the stadiums. And so doing that with the analytics, they know how their network's being used. They know what's important to their users. They know where they're trying to go. They know what they're trying to do, and they can tailor it towards them. They can tailor the experience to their users, and that's not something you get every day. Right, so that's that's the important piece, and that's that's part of the reason we really partnered with them to deliver these solutions. So you're you've delivered a solution that obviously in these stadiums, Gillette Stadium, for example, most of the time very minimal users there. I don't I don't know how many people are normally report to a stadium day to day, but I can't imagine it's very many at all. Yeah. And then one day, a couple of days a month, a few days a month, you've got you know tens of thousands yep. of users in there and all bringing their devices. The demands on it at that time must be tremendous. It, it is, and it's, it's interesting because uh, something that we see and we have access to just to visualize is how the usage goes up during different parts of the game. Between periods, between plays, what happens when a big play goes off? Are people on social media, which app are they using most and reporting? Is it video? Is it, you know, what are they doing? And we can see that, and that's what the NFL gets back, and they, they, they allow us to actually show that, and where you can say, okay, this thing's happening, and now we can see it ramp up. We see that Instagram's taking off, or Facebook's taking off, or whatever it is, whatever the social app that people are using, this is how they're communicating their experience to everybody who else is not there. Mm -hmm. So that's always fun to watch, to see how the game is impacting usage. It would be interesting to know how many people are sitting in the stand, mm -hmm. getting that experience, big screens up in the stadium and possibly sitting there on their mobile device with a video stream going watching replays and all this kind of stuff. You, you know what's funny is that so every year after Super Bowl we do an infographic and it talks about how many people are on, how much data was used, the apps that were used. It's really funny to see that Netflix is some of the top. So, oh, is that right? <laughs> there are people at the Super Bowl. I mean, imagine the price of these tickets. I don't know who brought them, but they're watching videos of something else. <laughs> that's not great to know, but it happens, right? <laughs> uh, that's something that's very interesting you uncover. And obviously, uh, for the NFL, they might be able to do advertising over Netflix if that's important, mm -hmm. right? So. Right. There's so some, back to the game. Right. I mean, well, you think about your networks. I mean, what, what's the point of having a network if you're not using it for development of your organization or if you're not using it for capturing something that something else isn't doing? You know, how do I how do I use my network for, for – it's not just infrastructure anymore. It's really the operational side of the business. And for the NFL, like I said, with the user experience – they know where they, they can they can tailor the experience to the user because they know where they're going, they know what they're doing, they know what they're trying to accomplish on the network and why they're there. And the same thing for our customers. You know, if we can give them data and information that helps them tailor the user experience, mm -hmm. then the network becomes more to them and becomes more real to them and impactful during their day. Yeah, so the NFL's a splash, obviously excitable time here at Super Bowl week, but it applies to all our customers. Healthcare, retail, K through 12, manufacturing, you name it, that whole experience can be applied throughout all the different verticals, which is nice, you know, from, uh, from that kind of, whether it's analytics, usage, intelligence, who's adopting the network. We've got a new application, we'd like to see the adoption rates. 
business mm-hmm. that goes along with it. All comes and applies, not only for NFL, but for all our customers across the board, if they're looking for that kind of infrastructure and intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's how do you leverage your infrastructure to do more with it? And, I mean, we talk about the complexities of networks and infrastructure, and complexity really, to be honest, is not going away. I know there's some talk about, you know, we need to try and make it simpler and these types of things. It's really not so much about not doing complex things because we have those. It's how you do complex things simply. And that's where we really focused is, you know, hey, I want to set up this new application that's going to do this, and it's going to have this policy, and it's going to do all this. That's complex. From end to end, that's complex. But how do I do it in a simple manner is what's important, right? How do I deliver that so that, you know, the network technician is not spending a week deploying, but he can do that in an afternoon, right? That's important for day to day. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Again, getting back to how do I do something that can deliver a solution that's complex, Tailors user experience, but do it simply. Mm-hmm. We can't keep adding complexity on the back end. And what about security? You've got a hospital, for example, where people are bringing in all types of different devices. How do you provide that and, and make it secure? Yeah, we've got actually some, some very interesting use cases. I know, Dave, you've got some stories that you can certainly tell on it that I think would be really applicable. And we've, we've just recently come out with a product called Defender, mm-hmm. which is very applicable for uh, any insecure or vulnerable device that is in the enterprise. And if you want to tell some stories yeah. and information so on that. With Defender, the idea was to provide in-device protection for devices that may be vulnerable to breach. Those types of devices in healthcare are sometimes masked in FDA certifications or vendor approvals that have processed through the FDA, might be running uh, older operating systems and may have some business needs that are very detailed in terms of a requirement. Uh, Therefore, you can't necessarily modify the operating system. You may not be able to add antivirus to the the, uh, device that's controlling some medical device or medical function. You know, one of the stories that we had is, is a customer recently was building a new clinic branch office, and the brand new office has not been opened. And part of their normal operation is they do a security scan before they open the facility to make ensure that all of their security vulnerabilities have been addressed and they validate before opening. They unboxed a brand new x-ray machine and put it into this branch office and on their scans, brand new initial box, never never been used in a production environment, there were 270 vulnerabilities. 98 of those vulnerabilities were critical. And in a single afternoon, that x-ray machine is a, certainly an FDA certified device with a lot of a lot of regulation around it. In a single afternoon, in within like 10 minutes, they applied the Defender appliance and the Defender device to that x-ray machine and eliminate access to all of those vulnerabilities. All of those vulnerabilities showed up as zero when that security scan was redone. So it really provides uh, that lockdown of communication for that end device to its overall larger system. And that's all that it's allowed to talk to. And you're able to manage that device, whether it's one device or a thousand devices, you can manage it from a single policy anywhere on your network. You mentioned the end user device, something that the end user has uh, implemented um, that you want to protect and secure. Um, The the Defender also has a device you mentioned. uh, There's basically three components to Defender. Uh, There's the uh, what we call the Extreme Cloud Appliance. So it's a centralized controller. 
And then there's the inline security device that sits between the network edge port and that acts or the uh, user device. Okay. And then that third part is the protected device or that user device. So those are basically the three components of this overall solution. And the controller you can use to control and manage and apply policy to that end device via the inline security adapter. Okay. Uh, and then really controlling and fine-tuning the authorized communications and eliminating all un unauthorized communication flows. And what does a deployment of that look like, deploying the controller and the devices? Yeah, the controller is offered in, in two flavors, uh, from an appliance, a hardware appliance, or it can be deployed in a VM farm, in a VM instance. Then the controller, or I'm sorry, the security adapters are planned and coordinated to whatever those devices are that require that level of protection. The best way to evaluate a device and, and whether it needs, you know, when I say device, the end device, mm -hmm. the best way to evaluate that end device is really looking at like business impact assessments. What does that device do? What is its criticality to the entity or the infrastructure? What are the services it provides? And would you be able to you know, survive from a business perspective continuing to operate without that asset. Uh, and where you have that criticality, then you can start looking at those things to do to apply cybersecurity mechanisms against. I guess that device, that would fall under the category of Internet of Things? Is that where that comes in? It's a big target, and you know, IoT in general is exploding. In healthcare, it's really taking off. Mm -hmm. IoT uh, is, is becoming... Uh, out there for home monitoring. Uh, there's a lot of medical companies and startups that are developing home monitoring services or even wearables. Uh, and IoT inside the hospital is continuing to really explode. So that's where a lot of this started from was to be able to provide the security and protection against those IoT devices. Sometimes they're managed well, sometimes they may not be managed right. well. And being able to, from a healthcare entity, be able to control that a bit. Certainly, if you look at anything that talks about trending technologies, IoT um, is one of those things. I forgot how many hmm. devices. I read something recently talked about how the keeps going up. Yeah, it keeps 20 going billion, up. Twenty billion, thirty billion. Now I'm seeing fifty billion. It just, right. I mean, it's it's a lot. And and to think about securing that and understanding what the device is, mm -hmm. the criticality of it that you mentioned of, uh, mm -hmm. is all important. This is another case where I'm talking about you know doing something that's complex but doing it simply. Right. I mean, if you think about delivering a policy to an endpoint or how you're going to do that in a traditional manner of, you know, access lists or whitelist, blacklist, those types of things, and doing that through the network all the way at the device, that can be really complex. But what we're talking about here, and just to pick up on, is a single point, a single interface in which you can manage hundreds, maybe thousands of devices, and their, 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 their policy they all are in a group on. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's say that it's you have these devices, these telemetry devices, and all of a sudden, that telemetry manufacturer says, hey, there's a vulnerability. You have WannaCry. We have all these different things that are out there. Ransomware, different things. And they let us know about it. Well, how are you going to make that change for all those devices in one, at one time? No matter where they're at. They might have unplugged, plugged, moved over to the hospital, moved all around. You don't know. Well, you can do that from one interface here. right? You can make that one change, apply the policy. It pushes out. The devices get it. They're, they're secure. Instead of taking hours and hours just simply <laughs> making that single change, I mean, the other piece of this is that the Defender also does some auto policy generation. So a lot of generating policy, you have to listen and know what the device is talking to, what it needs to communicate with. We can do some auto policy generation where it listens for a period of time and generates a policy, which you can evaluate. But at least you have a policy to evaluate. 
Okay. Uh, so there's that piece of the simplicity that we're building into it as well. There was one other thing that I wanted to talk about. It's kind of exciting, I think, for Nashville. Um, this year, May, you guys are, are having the Extreme Connect 2019 mm-hmm. here in Nashville, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Extreme Connect. What is it? Uh, what I'll call it is a, what we turn an engineering experience into a partner slash customer experience where they can sit down with product line management, sales leadership. We're going to have demos and um, of all the five different verticals, you know, from manufacturing, retail, healthcare, K through 12, higher ed, and immerse themselves in technology, but also have the conversation. There's also be training, great place in Nashville. We've got four hotels around downtown Nashville, run it out, you know, for a week experience in May. And really what I tend to walk away from was that conversation piece. There's a lot of things where you can turn in, we were talking earlier about, hey, yeah, I can turn in a feature set on paper, but actually to have the conversation with the group that actually develop the switches, have the input, get the feedback, plus potentially get training while the, you know all this is going on. It's a busy week, but it's been a very beneficial week for both our customers, our partners, and us too as well to kind of learn where we need to develop our products and solutions and get the next generation of Extreme going. Matt, you did a fine job. I did not tell you I was going to ask about that. Uh, it reminded me when I when I said that, I thought, oh, I didn't tell him I was going to ask about that. So there there will be informative sessions, live demos. You'll be able to interact with the product teams, engineers, all from Extreme Networks. It's Correct. a week long. Have some entertainment, obviously, a little bit of fun. Right. Um, I thought there would be guest speakers and even a surprise musical act. We'll leave it a surprise. We'll leave it a surprise. (laughs) Now, where is it going to be held, the actual event? You mentioned four hotels, but where will they have uh, the event? Do you know? It's the new JW Marriott downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be the anchor. It'll be obviously one of the four hotels. And then some of the events, we're going to go out to the stadium one night. So we'll go to the Titan Stadium for one of the events. And then they've got a couple restaurants and bars running out for music, entertainment for a couple nights. So it's a good mix of not only technology and immerse themselves, but also, hey, let's blow off some steam and get to know each other socially. Enjoy Nashville, right? Enjoy each other. Sounds like it'd be a great event. It is for partners and customers, so uh, anybody can uh, sign up and go. You can register on Extreme's website. Guys, thank you for coming in, doing the podcast today. Really do appreciate you taking the time to do this today. I want to thank everybody listening. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in, listening to the podcast. We hope that you'll subscribe, check out our website, our uh, favorite podcast app, see some of our previous episodes, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again. Until then, remember, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.